stand up. We're looking good. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. Turn to your other neighbor and say, we're glad you're here today. Glad you're here. Okay, tell them, say, you better get ready. Buckle up your seatbelt. We're going to talk a little bit about what it takes for us to be able to grow in the things of the Lord. And a lot of times, see, this is a difficult message. So um, I'm concerned about as we, as we take it by faith and we operate in that faith, because what we find out is that sometimes people don't want to be transformed. We don't want to be in the image and the likeness of God. We say we do. We want to get our fire insurance. We want to be able to go to heaven. But how many of you know Christ died for more than that? He shed his blood for not just for us to get to heaven, but for us to, us to live heaven on earth. Right? That's why he taught the disciples. He said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? On earth as it is in heaven. So as heaven and earth move closer, we see the earth groaning. Are you with me? The earth is groaning. I had somebody tell me one time that the earth is groaning because of sin. And I'm like, that's not in my Bible. The earth is groaning, waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God. Can I get an amen? amen. So it's not about the sin that the earth is groaning for. It's about the manifestation. It's about you coming in to your plan and your purpose and your destiny that God has for you in the kingdom of heaven. Can we give the Lord a mighty Amen. hand clap of praise? Amen. Hallelujah. That we are, we are few, but we are mighty this morning. Amen? Amen? So I want to get into this. I want to just jump into this. I want to talk a little bit about Jesus being the restorer of our soul. Because back when I was 20, I had a relationship, got a relationship, established a relationship with God. I came down to the altar. I made a decision to give Christ my heart. I really didn't know anything else much about God. I didn't know, you know, I had not gone to church for many years like some of you. You know, were brought up in church. I wasn't brought up in church. But I connected to God. And I was waiting on everything to be changed. Everything to be wonderful. Everything to be fantastic. Are you with me? Can I, can you guys have anybody that understands what I'm saying? Because it's like, when that happens, we're like, okay, where's the magic wand? And now, poof, I look better. Or I've lost 10 pounds. Or I've got a little bit more hair. Are you with me? Or, or I'm, I'm, I'm a little better person. But there is a process that we have to go through. Yes, faith is now. And God's ready for you to step into what God has for you right now. But the renewing of your mind is a process that takes place. And it has to be a process that takes place by Faith. Everybody say, by faith. By faith. So what, what happens? My spirit becomes one with God. And I'll, I'm going to get into that. Um, as a believer, you have to remember this. We're going to deal with some things today. But as a believer, you've got to remember, sin is no longer the issue for you. Let me say that again, because that's a truth that you need to get a hold of. Sin is not the issue for you. Okay. When I was before Christ, I was a sinner. Hello? Sin was my issue. I came into Christ, and the Bible says I am no longer a sinner. I am now a child. I have been saved by God's grace. Are you with me? And it's not about sin. Jesus has done away with the sin situation. Listen, listen, listen. Before you turn your ears off, Jesus has done away with the sin situation. He's done away with the judgment for eternity because of sin is what he's done away with. But sin still has its consequences. Hello? But I'm, my identity is not tied up in being a sinner saved by God's grace. My identity is now I'm a child of the Most High God. Come on. And there may be times in my life that I may sin, but my goal is not to keep on sinning. My goal is to continue to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, and those things drop off of me. Come on, somebody. And I'm renewed in the spirit of my mind, and my mind is the mind of Christ. Come on. We're laying down some truth here today. Have I got anybody excited about anything today? So I'm like, okay. So as a believer, you've got to understand that it's about a restoration. So I come to the things of God. I believe in Jesus Christ. I've accepted him as my Savior. I've repented. I've asked for forgiveness. I've done those things. Now I've got to go through the restoration of my soul. Everybody say soul. soul. See, Jesus is the author of life. And he came to usher in the kingdom and to restore our soul. 
Jesus came to raise the mankind's statehood, which we lost authority in the beginning. Jesus has gotten back that authority. And Matthew 28, he says, this authority I've got, I'm going to now give to you. You go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Somebody say life. Life. Come on, say life. 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 He wants us to have life. John 10, 10 says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and to give to you more abundantly. But why am I looking at everywhere I see, even in the Christian church, and I don't see life? What's going on with that? I see people that are, oh, woe is me, the Eeyore syndrome. Yeah. Everybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm a Winnie the Pooh fan, and there's Eeyore. Oh. How are you? How are you? It's like, how are you today? I don't know. It's just really bad. I don't know. I just, it's just like, you know. The, 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 the sky is falling with Chicken Little, right? You know, and it's like, oh, everything is bad. Everything is bad. Instead of us coming and saying, wait a minute. God's doing something in me. And sometimes I go through some difficult places. Sometimes I have some difficulty in my life. Sometimes those things that are there, but I'm not going to let that situation get a hold of me and overcome what Jesus is doing in my life. Can I get an amen? amen. So Jesus himself took the state of ruin, and he began to, 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 to move us into where we are created in the image and the likeness of God. Think about that. You were created in the image and the likeness of God. Do you think God's going, geez, I don't know what to do about the things in the world. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I mean, Jesus, what do you think we ought to do there? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. This person just did this and it got, not, got, got me blindsided. I didn't know that that was going to happen. I mean, God's not that way. Are you with me? So we've we got to understand that. How does this happen? When I come to know Jesus Christ and I establish this relationship of Jesus Christ, what Jesus wants me to have is life. Everybody say life. So look at this scripture real quick. 1 John 4, 9. I think I put that up for you. There we go. God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might do what? Live. Come on. That we might do what? Live, Live through him. Not have pain. Not suffer. Those, all those things happen. But the end result, he wants us to be able to live through him. So let's look at a foundational scripture that we looked at first. Started this message last week and... I want to encourage you. I believe it's on our website. You can go on our website and listen to that. But this is kind of part two of that. We started with 3 John, 3 John, verse 2. And it says, Beloved, I pray that all respects that you may prosper. Everybody say prosper. Prosper. Prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. God wants us to prosper and be in good health just as what? Our soul prospers. So is there a connection to you prospering and being in good health and your soul? Yes. Let me ask again. Is there a connection between you prospering and being in good health and connected to your soul? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we want to take a look at today. I want to define some things today, and there's a place that I want to get to today, and then we're going to see what the Lord's going to do. So that word soul, that word soul is a Greek word. Anybody want to uh, talk Greek today? I don't know. It's kind of Greek to me. I might have to get over here with Terry. Terry's kind of Greek, so we might be able to talk Greek. That Greek word is, is suke, okay? It means, it literally means, if you want to go ahead and advance the slide, it means the breath, or it means spirit, not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a different Greek word. And uh, the Holy and Spirit, Hagiesos, Eros, I believe is how it's pronounced. And then um, then the, the, the Spirit is a different word, Pneuma. Okay? So that's for the Holy Spirit. This is the breath, the breath, which is the Spirit, and it's suke. It also means this. It also means that, that it's about heart. It's about mind. It's about us. It's about you. Are you with me? Our soul, our heart, our mind, it's about us, how we operate in. We very simply say it this way. It's about your mind, will, and emotions. Say it with me. Mind, will, and emotions. Come on, everybody. Mind, will, and emotions. This is how you live. Everything you do, 
comes out of the, can come out of the spirit if you allow the spirit to have its way, but it's going to be out of your soul. Your soul is actually kind of like the director, okay? And, and, and it is going to allow the things of the spirit to be brought forth, or it's going to have its own way through your mind, your will, and your emotions. So I want to talk about that, because if Jesus came to give us life, where did he come to give us life at? Within our soul. He came to give us life within our soul. He came to give us life in our mind. Can I get an amen? He came to give us life in our will. Are you with me? He came to give me life in my emotions. I'm a, an emotional person. I'm happy sometimes. and You know, you don't see me down too much, but I'm happy a lot. You know, because, you know, when I begin to look at Christ and I say, okay, those are my emotions. I want my emotions. I want my mind. I want my will. I want everything else to line up. With the word of God to be for the Lord. So the original design was that. And then there was the fall of man. So what here, what we have to realize and understand. That we become one with him in spirit. So in 1 Corinthians 6.19. I believe it's a scripture. It says when one joins himself to the Lord. He joins himself in spirit. One spirit. So my spirit and God's spirit comes together. And it's joined in me. And guess who's on the inside of you when you believe Jesus Christ? It's the Holy Spirit. Everybody say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. The Spirit is there. Your spirit is now quickened to the things of God. And it's your spirit that wants to bring righteousness. It's your spirit that wants to bring joy. Come on, somebody. It's your spirit that wants to be able to bring those things that are in the image of God. And now you've got to restore and renew your soul, your mind your will, and your emotions. Pastor Renee talked about faith. She talked about faith. Faith is part of that restoration process. We don't go just to faith and stay there. We go from faith to what? Faith to? Faith. To? Faith. Come on, everybody. We go from faith, faith. to? Faith. To? Faith. To? Faith. Are you with me? There we go from faith to faith to faith to faith to faith. I have faith for this. I don't know. I know this guy that started this, that, that's believing God to start his own business, and he got his equipment, and now I hear he's got a, uh, possibly got an opportunity at a vehicle, and he doesn't even have his license yet. Nope. Is that faith? Yeah. To me, that's faith. I'm like, that is so cool. Because you know what? That's what's going to have to come in order for you to be able to step into what God has for you. So sometimes we just start where we are, start where we're at, and we just take one step, and then God puts it, you know, another faith step, and then another faith step, and then another faith step, and down the road we look at it when we're dreaming big. Are you with me? We're beginning to dream big. So we need to know we got to operate by faith. I believe that's what God wants us to do. I believe he wants you to get out of the boat. Some of us are safe. We're in the boat. It's nice and secure. You know what I mean? It's all right. Good. If it rains or whatever, I'll just back down the hatches. And, you know, I'm going to be all right. I got my provisions here. And God wants us to step out a little bit on faith. So your spirit is renewed with the things of God. Everything you need is available. And you need to live in life and function out of the spirit. And our spirit can tell the soul what to do. And the soul tells the body what to do. Are you with me? But what happens is we don't develop. We don't develop our soul and our soul itself. I'll break that down. Probably not today, but I'll break that down in a few more weeks. The the soul itself will tell the body what to do. So when something comes in and it's not the truth, the soul may think it's the truth and try to tell the spirit it's the truth. And the spirit will go, ah, that's not the truth. But the soul will go, but it feels good. But it should be all right. I'm based on my feelings. Are you with me? And then the body, and then it has the body do what it wants to do, and it's wrong because it feels good to the soul, and then the body does it. You can jump off the building. <laughs> it's going to be fun. You're excited. You want. And then what happens? You jump off the building, and then the law of gravity kicks in, and you hit the ground, and now you're in traction and everything else. But... The soul did what it wanted to do, told the body to do what it needed to do, and the body did it, and it was detrimental to the body. So the spirit wants to be led. We want to be led by the spirit of the living God. So how important is the soul? 
critical. I believe that we, the Word of God says, we talked about it, that we are a spirit. And that we what? Possess a soul and we live in a body. This is my physical body on the earth. I have to have a physical body to live on the earth. Jesus himself had a physical body to live on the earth. How many of you know when he entered into the heavenly realms, he got a glorified body? His body was different. It was, it was made differently. It was a supernatural upgrade. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about getting a supernatural upgrade because, man, when my glorified body, I, I may have real hair. Amen? Come on, somebody. You know what I mean? I may look like... You know what I mean? This, you know, I may, may look like that. I, you know, my, my spiritual body is going to be quite a bit different, I believe, than, 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 my, than my physical body. Amen? It may look like it, but my teeth are going to be better. Come on, somebody. My hair is going to be better. Come on, can I get an amen? I don't know if I'm going to have a bunch of wrinkles in my glorified body. Come on, somebody. I mean, if I am, I got chipped. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about the soul. Everybody say the soul. The soul. Does the soul need to be restored? Yes. How does that take place and what is the process that we do? How many of you know one of the great verses that we use a lot of times at funerals is Psalms 23? And let's look at just a bit. Psalms 23, he says, David talks about this and he said, he restores my what? Soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So Jesus came to restore our soul. He came to restore our soul. He came to restore our mind. He came to restore our, our will. He came to restore our emotions. He came to, to change the way you think. From thinking the way the world thinks to think the way God thinks. Yeah. To think the way the world thinks and what's okay with the world. To say, no, what is okay with me is what the Bible says. And I think the way the Word of God has me think. Because I want my soul to be restored. And I want things to line up with my soul and it to be a restored soul. See, the word says that we can live out our life. So God wants you to prosper in soul. God wants you to prosper in soul. Did you know that? That God wants you to prosper. He wants you to prosper with your mind. He wants to prosper you with your will. He wants to prosper you in your emotions. And there's three things last week that I gave you that I want to go over real quick. And we're going to focus on one of them. Three things begin to happen when your soul is restored. Number one is you advance in knowledge of the truth. You advance in knowledge of the truth. There's two things while people perish. The Bible says that people perish for lack of knowledge and people perish without a vision. Without a vision, my people perish. My people perish for lack of knowledge. So what about this truth thing? What about if we look at this truth? Let's look at this. Number one, oh, let me give you the third thing. Well, second is we begin to exercise a balanced life. And number three, we honor God in all we do. Let's Amen. review those just a minute. Let's go back. Advance in the knowledge of truth. You begin to exercise a balanced life. How many of you got a life out of balance? Uh, me. How about honor God in all we do? Could you say you're wanting? I want to honor God in all we do. But sometimes I struggle because Paul says the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I don't want to do, I end up doing. He's wrestling. How many of you know he's not wrestling in his spirit? He's wrestling in his soul. His mind, his will, and emotions. The things that I want to do, I don't do. Oh, what a wretched man am I. I mean, he was just in the down dumps. But then, guess what? The next scripture comes in. And he says, but thanks be to God that, that the Holy Spirit comes in. And it's like, okay, the spirit of the living God is moving in. And as the spirit of the living God moves, my soul continues to be renewed. So let's take a look at 3 John 2. And I want to look at verses not only 2, but 3 and 4. 3 John 2 through 4. It says, Beloved, I pray that in all respects that you may prosper and be in health just as your Soul prospers. Everybody agree that God wants our soul to prosper. Yeah. When he when he wrote this, when John wrote this, it was actually talking about a, a young man called Gaius, and he actually was a fine man. He did some amazing things. He was following after God, and he was watching. Not only he he prospered in his businesses, his relationships, his life. John was saying, not only did I pray that you may prosper and be in health, but also your soul. 
would prosper. But a lot of times we stop there and we don't look at the next verse. Here's what he says. For I was glad when the brethren came and testified to your truth. Everybody say truth. I was glad when the brethren came and testified to your truth. That is how you are walking in truth. I have no greater joy than this than to hear my children walking in truth. So God wants us to walk in truth. I believe you want to walk in truth. Your spirit wants you to walk in truth. Are you with me? And sometimes we don't know what truth is. Pilate himself asked Jesus, because they said when they brought Jesus and they were going to want him to crucify him, they said that he was the king of Jews. But they were saying he's the king of Jews and nobody can be a king. Caesar's got to be the king. And they go through this whole ordeal. And Pilate asked Jesus. They're like, are you the king of Jews? And he's like, yes, it is as you say that I am. <clears throat> there is a, in Pilate's soul, he was dealing with some stuff. So he's getting ready to walk away. And I think he turns to Jesus and he says, what is truth? <clears throat> and he walks away. I'm telling you, people are going to challenge you yep. of what your truth is. It's happening today. Bless you. It's happening today. They're going to challenge you. you got to know the truth. We'll get into that scripture here in just a minute. But I want us to talk about truth. Let's look at another scripture here. John 8, or uh, yeah, John chapter 8. I want to look at verses 31 through 32. And this is the one that we all know the scripture that says, you know the truth and the truth will set you free. <laughs> we love that. I'm free, baby, free. I'm free, free, free. I know the truth and the truth will set me free. I'm free because I know the truth. Well, do you know the truth? And according to John, are you walking in truth? Because he says, man, there's no greater thing than to see the brother and see you walking in truth. Hey, man, that dude, he's walking in truth. Man, that dude, is, he's got it, man. He's like the real truth, man. He's just got it. He's walking in truth. He's got the truth, man. He's, he's got the truth, and, and we're going to look at that. So verse 8, or excuse me, and chapter 8, verse 31, Jesus was saying to the Jews who had believed in him, here's what he said. He said, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Say it again. Jesus was talking to those disciples that believed in him, the Jews, that all of a sudden, he's like, look, if you're going to be a disciple of mine, right here, he said, you've got to continue in my word. It's like, don't come and try to get a relationship and never read the Bible. We have people doing that. We have people doing that. And I don't want to be those people. I don't want you to be those people. Amen. Because they, 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 they won't read it. Why? Because then they're accountable for what's in there. Come on, man. And some people don't want the accountability when they read it to say, you know what? I need to change something in me, and I should forgive somebody. That's right. Come even on. though I don't want to forgive them. No, I'd rather just harbor that. Are you with me? <laughs> so then he looks at this, and he goes on, and he says, Jesus himself, he says, you continue in my word, then you're truly a disciple of mine. And you will know the True. truth, and the truth will set you free. 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 So let's talk Amen. about truth. Let's talk about truth, because when Pilate said, what is truth, there's times we've all questioned that. Can I be real? Come on. There's times where I've questioned truth. There's times where I've questioned the truth. Is God who he says he is? Does he really exist while he exists? And yet we've got the Bible. Are you with me? That is one of the greatest historical documents on the face of the earth. Amen. It's real. Jesus is real. This is not made for TV movie. Because that's what TV tries to do. Is trying to, to have you determine. Our kids, my grandkids, will watch something and go, Papa, is that real? I'm like, no baby, that's not real. Then they watch a made for TV movie that was a real story about a real person. Like, Papa, was that real? Yep, that was real. That little boy really went to heaven? Yeah, that little boy really went to heaven. That's real. They're trying to determine what real is, or could I say, what the truth is. 
And how many of you know Jesus when he said to his disciples, if you'll stay in my word, you're going to be my disciple, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free, will give you freedom. Mm. I want you to have freedom. I want you to enjoy this life that we have, but there's truths there that you're never going to be able to really enjoy life without understanding the truths in God's word. Come and we're going to get there. Come on, man. So let's talk about truth. The world's trying to change truth. And you have to know the truth. John 1, 14 through 17. John 1, 14 through 17. Follow along with me. If you can look it up, that's great. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory. He's talking about Jesus, right? The glory of the only begotten from the Father, full of what? Grace. grace. Jesus is full of grace and truth. Amen. He's full of grace and truth. John testified about him and he cried out saying, This was he whom I said, who comes after me has a higher rank than I, and he existed before me. Mm. Look at verse 16. For of his fullness we have all received, and grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth was realized through Moses. Jesus Christ. It's mm. good. The law of the judgment under the law. under the law. Oh, come on, somebody. Was given through Moses. You cannot, if you want to live by the Ten Commandments, you will fall by the Ten Commandments. That's right. You can't keep them all. And you know, they started out with ten and then they went to some two thousand. Are you with me? Yeah. It's like you couldn't put this with that. You can't have this and the kosher plates and everything else and there was issues there. Well, all, the whole idea of the Old Testament was to prove to you that you need a savior. That somebody else needs to pay the price for what truly needed to be paid because you can't Amen. continue to keep in the law. That's why when you look in the New Testament and it says if you've even thought about it, you broke it. Guilty! <laughs> I don't know about you, but I've thought about some things. Are you with me? Remember I was sharing with you one time I was in line. I was in line at the grocery store. And there was a lady in front of me, and an older lady. And I thought, push that lady down. I'm like, where did that come from? Oh, come on. Y'all never have thoughts like that. Driving along in the car, somebody cuts you off. Y'all never have a thought there. You know what I mean? I've been driving along, and I've had thoughts. I've been driving along, and there's a bridge, and there's like a, like a little ramp. And I thought, I wonder if I take that ramp where my damage it'll do to my truck. Come on, man. You never had that? that look, that's yes. not a good thought. That's and I've right. never acted on that thought. But even a thought that I broke the law, are you with me? Once I think about it, I've committed it, and I'm in trouble. But let's praise God for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. That he paid yes. the price for us. Hallelujah. Right. And when I think about that, it just begins to make me happy. And I'm grateful and thankful that Jesus had paid the price for me that I don't have to pay that. Amen? That he's already paid that for me. Right. And i got to let him pay it. But in my soul, I know i got to be renewed in my mind. And I don't think like that anymore. And if I do, I cast, bring that thought down. And the Bible says in Corinthians 10, it says to take that thought captive. And you look at it and go, oh, you don't belong here. Get on out of there. See, God wouldn't want to beat you, right? You're rude. I like the umpire deal. You know what I mean? That thought comes in. You know what I mean? You come home and, you know, hey, I haven't seen my wife all day. I come home. I drive in. There's no car in the garage. I wonder where she's at. And there's a thought going. She went over to a friend's house and she's having an affair on you. <laughs> what do you do with that thought? Oh, come on. Y'all act like you ain't never had that thought. Some of y'all had it last week when you came home and your husband or wife wasn't there and you were wondering where they were. That's a thought that's out of the depths of hell. That's out of your soul. And you got to take that thought captive and you got to say, oh, no, 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 no. I am a man of God. She's a woman of God. Get out of here. You don't belong. And then I go on, right? Because. Isn't that the way it is? Well, George Myers talks about the battlefield of the mind. You got you got some stuff that's battling in your mind the whole time, and those are thoughts of good or thoughts of evil. Are you with me? But Jesus came to restore. Praise God that Jesus came yeah. to restore. He goes on and he says he was grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. Here's a scripture that I want to get to. I want to park here just a moment. 
John 14, 6. Everybody say John 14, John 14 6. John 14, 6. I love it. Jesus said, I'm the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father through me. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus said this. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father than through me. Jesus said, I am the way. He said, I am the truth. And then he says, I am the life. Look, everybody wants life. And everybody wants life abundantly. We're believing in jobs and better jobs and raises and bonuses and gifts and, and surprises and finding money and bills paid off and debts demolished and royalties received. Are you with me? Promotions and all these other things. We're believing God for that stuff. We're dreaming big. We're dreaming big because the finance of the kingdom has got to be a big yeah. thing. Are you with me? It's not just going to be a little thing. If I could do it for my 25 cents and rub them together and get 50, then the kingdom, everybody would be advancing. Are you with me? Yeah. But it takes some funds. It takes... Jesus knowing that he is the way, the truth, and the life. That no one comes to the Father but by him. So basically, he's the way. Everybody say the way. The way. The way. The only way. In other words, it's not about good works. Although good works can be done. But in the Old Testament, under the law, it was about your works. But under the New Testament, it's about Jesus. Thank God it's about Jesus. Yes. So he's the way. He's the way to what? The way that leads to the Father. Isn't that what he said in the scripture? No one comes to the Father. But how? Through him. Some people are trying to get to the Father, but not through Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody. That's right. <laughs> this is the truth. We want to talk about truth today, and the truth will set you free. We want to know the truth. And the truth will set you free. free. You want some freedom, we got to understand that he's the way to the Father. No good works, no religion, or no religious ceremonies. Are you with me? No gifts, no amount of money, no law. Are you with me? Uh-huh. It's about him being the way to the Father. The second one is the truth. Everybody say the truth. The truth. The truth. The truth of what? The truth that teaches you about the knowledge of God. People want to know Jesus or know of Jesus. Some people just want to know of Jesus. Oh, he's a great prophet. He was a good man. It's the truth. It's the truth of the knowledge of who Jesus is. The son of God. The saving truth. That salvation is not obtained any other yeah. way. Amen. Mm. Right. That's right. Come on, man. People don't want to hear that. Oh, there's many ways to get to God. And <laughs> I'm sorry. There's not. And the third thing is he talks a little about. Well, let me give you a couple scriptures on the truth to back that up. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. It says, and there is salvation in no one else. And there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which men must be saved. By which we must be saved. Are you with me? Who's he talking about there? Everybody say Jesus. Jesus. How about 1 Timothy 2.5, those of you that are taking some notes. There is one God, one mediator, also between God and man. The man who? Christ Jesus. He doesn't say anybody else. He doesn't talk about any other religion. He doesn't talk about any other people. Are you with me? But just one. And his name is Jesus. Not only talks about the truth, but he says the life. The life that what? The life that saves. The life that's abundant. Come on, somebody. The life that has peace. The life that has joy in the middle of a situation. He talks about the life. See, what have, the question that I have to ask you today. What stands between you and the way for the life? I need 
free volunteers. So anybody, just raise your hand if you are willing to volunteer for me. I've got certain ones that I want to make sure that is here. This, you got, I got three, okay, that, there we go. Now we get a few more that are, I got five people. We got a hundred people here and we got five people that want to volunteer. Come on up, Robbie, I'll have you volunteer. I really need, an, Alan, come on up, I need another guy. And then I'm gonna have you come, Cheryl, but in just a minute, okay? I'm gonna use these two guys. So the question that I'm asking you, Jesus first of all said what? The way, everybody say the way. The way. I'm gonna let you be the way. I want you to hold that up high over your head. He is the way. I'm going to put him right over here. All right? He's the way. Okay? He's the way. Everybody say the way. The way. the way. And then, how many of you, we want life, right? Anybody want life? Hey, we watch people struggle. We watch people look for life. So you're the life. I'm going to have you hold that back up here. I'm glad you guys have got nice strong arms because you're going to have to hold them up. Everybody say the life. Life. So right here, Jesus said, I am the way. And our goal is to get to the life. We want to have life and to have it more abundantly, correct? Yes. We want to have life and to have it more abundantly, correct? Yes. Oh, come on. We want to have life more abundantly. That's why you go to work. You don't go to work so you can not enjoy life, you know? You don't do those things and not enjoy life. Oh, I just did all this stuff. I went to the grocery store and bought some dinner for everybody, and I thought I just would cook it, but it's not so we can have life. We want to have life. He said, I am the way. And we're talking about a truth. We're talking about a knowledge. We're talking about knowing the truth, and the truth will set you what? Free. Okay, Cheryl, I want you to come. See, here's what I want you to understand. There is something that is standing between the way and the life. There's something that's standing between the way and the life. Can you tell me what that is? Truth. Everybody. Truth. Everybody. Truth. Truth. Hold that up. Jesus said, I am the way. Truth. When you operate in the truth, you will have life. Can I paraphrase that? No one. We're trying to get to the Father. Jesus said, I know the Father. The Father and I are. One. I know the Father. The Father knows me. I know the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows me. Come on, somebody. The Holy Spirit is to bring us into truth. Jesus said, I am the way. Everybody say the way. How do I get life, man? I want life. The whole deal is, how can I have life? Let's find life. I got news for you. His name is Jesus. Oh, come on. This is better than y'all are amen and out here. He said, this is the way. He says, I'm the way. But if you're going to be a disciple of mine, then you're going to have to have the word. And when you get the word, you're going to get the truth. So not only when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, he was the way. Now all of a sudden, I could get right here and go, ah, that's why I go to church, y'all. Well, I don't like it. God bless you. I don't like it, man. You're going to tell me what I can and can't do. <laughs> no, we're going to tell you what's the truth and not the truth. But if you want real life, then you find out what the truth is and you do the truth. Amen. Come on, man. Come on. That's right. Faith. You can have faith. You can have faith. You can have faith. James says, you show me your faith, I'll show you my works. He says, faith without works is what? Dead. He says, you can sit at home and eat potato chips and believe God for everything, but he might say, get up and go apply for the job. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Ouch. Turn to your name and say, ouch. I think that would hurt. Ouch. That would hurt. Ouch. Ouch. I think I just got bit. So here's what I want you to understand. Jesus said, I am the way. I find him. I come to him. I say, Jesus, you are it. I give my life to him. God, you can have it. You can have my life. And he says, now I want you to what? To be my disciple. And in order to be my disciple, we need to go to living word. The word's alive. Are you with me? That's what he says. His word says you got to get the word. You get the word. You read the word. Study the word. Listen to the word. Wake up. Here's the word. It's the truth. This is the truth. He 
wants us to operate by faith. He doesn't want you to be broke, busted, and disgusted. Yep, he wants you to right. rise up no matter where you're at, no matter what you come out of. God loves yep. you. He'll take you right where you're at, but he's not going to leave you there. Not if you'll follow the word because he's the way. And I've got a way for you. Right. And the That's way right. is come to on. follow the come word. On, you follow the word into the truth. And when you get the truth, the truth will set you Free. The truth will set you free. Set you free. <laughs> then what? Then Come I'm going to begin to walk in the life that Jesus wants me to walk into. John 10, 10. Come on, says man. Come on. To steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. Come but on. there's a process that he says you got to go through. you got to find the way, which is Jesus. you got to operate in the truth. truth. His truth, not your truth. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. His truth. Not your truth. Come on, man. His truth. Not your truth. Not the government's truth. Not the laws that they pass. There's a lot of those things aren't even true. That's right. But you operate at a higher law. Come on, somebody. You operate at a higher level than our government. You operate in the kingdom of God. And our, you know what? Every other kingdom's here. But there is one kingdom. The kingdom that shall be no no increase. There shall be no decrease in that kingdom. It's going to increase over and over and over and over. Steve, can you come? Somebody say the way. The way. The, way. the truth. The truth. The line. The line. A lot of times we try to bypass it. Yeah. Mm. I'm in religion. I'm just going to do these things. I'm going to bypass the way. I'm going to try to get to the truth. And then I'm going to try to get to life. And I've missed step one. Well, I'll just get to Jesus and then I can live like I want to live. Well, don't you know I can do what I want to do? I, I got to one truth, and the one truth was not in context. Are you with me? And I found that truth, and I just decided I'd live there instead of finding out all the other truths that don't back up the way that I think. Are you with me? Come on. So I get a truth and not... The, the truth. truth. It's good. I get a truth and not the truth. Now I've got to walk in the truth. Yeah. I got to work and walk in the truth. Well, I can, I can, you know, I can get the truth by, by reading somebody else's material. That's that's fine. But you better get the Bible, and you better look at the Bible, and you better read the Bible, or you better listen to the Bible, or you better watch the Bible on TV, or you listen to it. Are you with me with your headphones? Because that's going to begin to bring the truth. Because your soul's never going to be changed. You'll get the way and your soul will never be changed. But when you get the truth, then your soul begins to change. And he says, if you want to have faith, and you have faith as little as a mustard seed, you can say to that mountain, get out of here, be yeah. thou removed, Amen. cast yourself into the sea, and guess what? Right. It'll do that. Right. The truth, that's what the truth says. Even if the mountain hadn't moved, doesn't mean to change the truth. The truth is the truth, and the truth will set you free. Well, come on, somebody. Come on. Well, I'm, you know, my goal is not just to get the truth. It is to have the truth and to know the truth and operate in the truth. But how many of you know a truth and not the truth may not lead to life. It could lead to death. It's mm. good. Come on, man. I think there's a scripture about something that leads to death. The truth, God's truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And he's saying, you know what? When you get that truth, then I want you to have life. I want you to have joy at the birthday party. And not struggle. Hello? Not have conflict. I want you to have joy in the middle of where you're going. I want you to have joy. We're talking about this with men. You know what I mean? I want whatever we do in word and deed, we do it unto the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to have joy when you go to work in the morning. Even though you have to do some things that you may not want to do, but you have joy in the midst of doing that. Why? Because you're not working for men. You're working for God. And that's a truth that we, when we learn that, then guess what? You're going to have life. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Everybody say life. Life. Come on, somebody say life. life. I want life. I'm after life. I want life. I'm exercising. I'm trying to take care of myself. I'm using the right hair gel. I'm doing all sorts of stuff because I want to have life. And I want to have it more abundantly. But I can't bypass the way. And I can't bypass the truth and try to sneak in on life on the backside. 
Come on, man. That's good. It's really good. And we do that how? By renewing your soul. If my spirit, when I come to know Jesus Christ, if my spirit is changed and set forth, then I've got to what? Renew my soul. And he wants me to prosper even as my soul prospers. But I've got to know the truth. And the truth will make me free. And then as I'm free, I'm free to operate in this life. Paul said it this way. He said that I have, I can do whatever I want to do, but the things that I may do may not benefit me. I want you to do things that will benefit you. Why? So you can have life. So you can lay your head down at night and you can have sweet sleep. Why? Because I did the right thing for the right reason, the right way. And God, I leave the results to you. Can I get an amen? Amen. Here's what I want you to understand. I got, I got a quote from C.H. Spurgeon, and he said this. It says, we are going to get into it, the way. Get into it. Know the truth. And live the life. Get into the way, know the truth, live the life. Get into the way, know the truth, live the life. Get into the way, know the truth, live the life. Say with me. Get into the way, know the truth, live the life. Get into the way, know the truth, live the life. So we get into it. That's, that's what Christianity is about. It's not about a religion. It's about a relationship with Jesus Christ. Come on, man. Religion isn't going to get me to heaven. That's right. Although there are some religious people that will be in heaven because they know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Amen. Mm, come on. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We're going to talk about renewing your soul. How, how do I do this? How do I do this with my mind? How do I do this with my emotions? How do I do this with my will? How on this journey that I am, how do I get into the truth? And how do I find the truth? And then after I get to the truth, I know it's going to set me free. How do I live my life? Remember, point number two was to live a balanced life. A lot of things are out of balance. I want to pray for you guys next week. But I need prayer today. We'll have prayer for you today. But I want us to get to some specific things next week about where our lives are a little bit out of balance. And I'm there too. Okay? Yeah. I'm there too. Sometimes that thing can sneak in on us and we don't even realize it. Sometimes yeah, you can have a low air in your tire and it doesn't, you don't even realize it. And then all of a sudden you come out one day and it's flat. Or it's bald. Or it's no good and needs to be replaced. Will you guys stand to your feet today? You guys okay? Let me give you a hand clap of praise for you guys. The way, the truth, and the love. Thank you so very much for that. Everybody said the way, the, way, the, truth, the truth, and the life. Jesus made it very clear what he wanted and who he was. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you don't know him as the way, the truth, and the life, then we can change that. All you got to do is just ask him into your heart. All you got to do is say, Father, forgive me for the things that I've done. And Jesus, I believe that you died and you rose again. You're seated at the right hand of the Father. It says if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Everybody say, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. He says, thou shalt be saved. Right? So we, we believe and we confess. And then guess what happens? The Spirit of God is on the inside of you. And I know you guys are born again. The Spirit of God's on the inside of you, but it's time to get into the truth. Because some of you need to be free. I need to be free of drugs. I need to be free of alcohol. I need to be free of addictions. I need to be of pornography or whatever that other stuff is that's holding you back. Maybe it's jealousy. Maybe it's hatred. Maybe it's unforgiveness or bitterness. Maybe it's guilt. Maybe it's shame. He said you know the truth and the truth will set you free. And we got to step into that truth. We're going to go after some truths. We're going to look at some things if you'll just hang in there with me. And then your soul is going to begin to prosper. And then your health is going to prosper. And I believe that you're going to prosper in every area when you know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And then we'll step into the life that God wants you to have. It's called the Zoe kind of life. It's a Zoe kind of life. Put your hand on your stomach this morning.
you're here today and you don't know Jesus, every eye closed just a moment. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. You can't get to the Father but through him. And maybe you've not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Is there anybody here that has not done that? If you'll just slip your hand up to me. Anybody here that has not received Jesus as their Lord and Savior? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't see any hands, so I know that you guys. Amy, I know that you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say, I believe. I believe. That Jesus is my Lord. That Jesus is my Lord. Say, I believe. I believe. He is the way. He is the way. The truth. The truth. And the life. And the life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For sending Jesus. For sending Jesus. Let me pray for you right now. Just lift your hand up. Father, I thank you for these men and women across this congregation right now. I thank you as their spirits are renewed. I thank you that, Lord God, that their souls are being renewed every day. That, Lord God, that there's going to be challenges that they're going to have throughout this week. That they'll look into your word and they'll begin to read your word. And your word will become alive to them. Because it is living word. It's alive and active. It can, it can divide things. It's questions that they have in their mind. Father, I ask you to give them strength. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to teach them. I thank you that they will, they will have the mind of Christ, that their emotions will be your emotions, that it won't be their will, it'll be your will, God. Just like Jesus said, not my will, but your will. Father, I thank you to strengthen these people here today. These are brothers and sisters of the Most High God. They're children of the Most High God. They are, they are wonderfully and fearfully and wonderfully made. They are joint heirs with Jesus. They are conquerors more than conquerors. You're the conqueror. We're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. I pray that their soul will prosper and be in health. Their bodies will be in health as their soul prospers. And I declare this and I decree this over their lives right now.